This message is brought to you by this excellent church. We excel at reshaping people's values and reconciling men to God. You're about to hear peace and preach. Be blessed. All right, I um, let's um, make our confessions as believers. I believe in one God. Are we together in church? Okay, so. Let's make our confessions as believers. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, the Maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, True God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary, and was made man, for our sake he was crucified. Under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and on the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I had an inspiration this morning. If you are online or you are here physically in church and you have some kind of storms in your heart, in your mind, you feel or perceive that you have some kind of storms in your heart or in your mind, I want you to put one hand on your head and one hand on your chest and I want to pray with you. If you have some storms in your mind, your mind is unsettled, you have, um, you have not enjoyed um, soundness of mind as you would want to, I want you to put one hand on your head and one hand on your chest, and um, I want us to pray together. Father, in accordance to what you have said, we declare your peace on every mind in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare your peace on every mind in the name of Jesus. We speak to every thick fog of darkness, every thick fog that is preventing visibility, every crippling fog that is not allowing the mind to be free. And we declare in the name of Jesus that there is liberty from now on in the name of Jesus. We declare that there is liberty from now on in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Praise God. First Corinthians chapter 1. I don't have much time, so let me just get into it. 
I think I have only like 20 minutes left now. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Do you see that? Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from, from God that is our righteousness, our holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. Hallelujah. There is a very Christian or Judeo-Christian idea. It's actually Judeo-Christian. So let me just say, there's a very, very biblical idea. It's a very biblical heuristic or principle that we see through the scriptures. Very core to the demonstration of all of God's disposition towards people. Whenever you see God acting towards people, we see, whenever I see God acting towards man, we see this heuristic, we see this principle repeating itself over and over. And what is this thing? It seems like God's definition of greatness is not human beings' definition of greatness. God's definition of greatness many times is not people's defi- human beings' definition of greatness. And it also seems like when God wants to use people to achieve things that are obviously great, right? When God wants to use people to achieve things, it seems like the people that he always chooses, the things that he always uses, are always things that don't look like it by human standards. It's a very consistent principle that God uses, that God, that we see throughout of, you know, in everywhere God is, you know, doing things with people. Over and over, God uses people that don't look like it for, for big things. Over and over, the people that are despised, the people that nobody takes seriously, the people that nobody sees as, you know, they don't see them as people that are the people that God will use, are the people that God usually uses to do big things. In fact, the moment a person begins to perceive himself or, them, or themselves as somebody that is great and somebody that is great by their own standards, they kind of cut off themselves from being used by God. As Apostle Paul was saying something here to the Corinthian church in the context here, but there's a lesson here. Primarily, he was talking about the context of their times, how that the people that got saved first were not people that were the so-called great people in the society. They were not the rich people. They were not the influential people. They were not the wise people. And guess what? God used the so-called poor people of the society to bring Christianity into the world by which the whole world now has been you know, has been enveloped by Christianity. Over and over, God uses the lowly things to embarrass the great. And it is consistent. Whenever God wants to use something, or whenever wants to, God wants to do something great, he goes and uses people that the world does not consider great. Praise God. Church, did you get that? When God is going to make humanity... The only creation that had that has his image in a sense, the 
the only creation that will have his image in a sense. He did not go and use the materials that everybody and every human agrees is spectacular. He didn't go and use gold. He didn't go and use silver. He didn't use things that everybody will know agree things. You know what he used? He used dust. He used dust. He used dust. All the great people, everybody that's going to do everything significant, hmm? when they are starting, you will not recognize them by how they look. Nah. Anybody that is going to do anything significant in this world, anybody, when they start, they never look like it. It's a consistent thing. That the entity that will carry God's image, that will be able to do certain things like, you know, do certain things that, you know, do certain things that God can do, the only creature that can do certain things that God can do. This entity was made of dust, such that, you know, one of the things that really shocks you when you go to practice medicine is how easy it is for people to die. It makes you almost become a nihilist when you discover that so, somebody can just die and just go like that. Entities that can just die anyhow. Yet, look at what they have done. We see this thing over and over and over. God was going to pick a person that would liberate the Israelites and the Jews. You know he went to pick? He went to go and pick the guy that stammers. The guy that cannot talk. The guy that by his own, by everybody's standards, even by his own standards, he says, Lord, I cannot talk. I don't know how to talk. I can't even complete a sentence. Pick someone that is a, an outcast and a pariah, someone that was a fugitive. And said, you are the one, go, 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 that I want to use. That means that there is nobody that will have seen Moses before he became the judge of Israel that would have ever thought that he would be such a man. It is consistent. When the Israelites crowd out and said they wanted a king, they want a king, they want a king by force, they want a king. You know what God went to go and do? He went to, go, he went to the family, the least family and the least clan of the Benjamites, and picked one guy that when they called him, he went to go and run inside the bush, inside the stall, to go and hide. He did not look like it. His family did not look like it. And then he got to a point where he began to see himself like a big man, where they say, okay, this is the way we offer sacrifices. Now say, I cannot wait, I cannot wait. I go and do it for myself. God say, you are now a big man, don't worry. I'll look for another small man. Oh, yeah? One anoint another small man for me. I want God there, and he saw the big man. He said, ah, no, it's this one. He said, no, mm, it's this one. He said, no, yeah, it's this one. He said, no. Guys that already been going to war. And I'll say, which one? is the one that is small, a runt, that is in the bush. Over and over. Over and over, what you consistently see is people that by the standards of the world, they look like nothing. They are the ones that will do something. And so that means that a Christian that actually has God's value system will never judge or look down on people based on how they look now. You can't look at anybody and say, this guy that just comes from one village in Iwo Ibogoi does not even have to speak good English. You know, they, they cannot do anything. See! Ah! 
God will surprise you. <laughs> Praise God. People don't understand that the Israelites are in the near Middle East then were the most unlikely of groups for God to choose as his own people. Unlikely. One small clan of people from Canaan that were just rolling up and down that we don't even know where they come from, we don't know where they are from, that they imprisoned their entire generation. I mean, enslaved their entire generation. They are the one that God called out and gave the whole land of Canaan. Isaiah chapter 53. This heuristic, this principle is so strong that even when the Lord himself will come to the earth, he followed this same principle. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Hey, hey. He had no beauty or majesty that we should that, to attract us to him. Even when the Lord would come, he didn't look like it. That's why when he, he said he came to his own and his own rejected him. Do you know why? Because he did not look like it. He had no beauty that anybody should design. When God will become a man to save man, do you know he did? When man would come to save man, when God would come to save man, he came in a form that was highly unlikely. So that by God's example, which he gave by himself, by the example that God gave by himself, no man is ever justified to look at a man by how they look according to flesh, and walk me. Ah, God, if you're not Yoruba, you don't understand what I just said now. Sometimes English is not good for preaching. You cannot think somebody finish. You, Jesus made sure that you cannot look at his example and look at anybody and by that think of, think of the limits of what they can ever do by how they look. God, the maximally great being, this principle is so strong that till today, our modal logic cannot contain it. We have to accept it like that. That he will come to us and he had no beauty that we should attract. Some people are not attractive. But it is not a comment on what they are capable of. Did you hear what I just said now? Some people don't have any beauty that they should be attractive. But it is not a comment on what they are put, what they are capable of. He says, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. That sounds like me some couple of years ago. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. Nothing in his appearance. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom the people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. 
He was despised and we held him in low esteem. Listen to me. Let me not even instruct you people. Let me just encourage somebody. If you are someone that they are holding in low esteem, you are not the first. And you will not be the last. Leave them. Did you know what I just said? Uh, leave them. Some people have despised you. They have used the things of this world to judge you and they have despised you that this one cannot amount to anything. If you amount to something, it can't amount to much. Leave them. You don't have any beauty that anybody should be attracted to you. Don't worry. They look at you and they have esteemed you lowly. Leave them. As if it was not bad enough. Not only did he make him come in a form that nobody would take him seriously. He did some very, very funny things to cement it. Like they want to give birth to him. They say there's no place in the hotel. You should go and give birth among goods. They didn't give birth to him in a family that is reputable. They now give birth to him in one family where the father's, his father, fatherhood was, was in question. Where people in town knew the gist that she was pregnant before the marriage. It is normal. That's why many times you can tell inside of you that there's a seed of greatness in you that God wants to use you for something, even though where you are now does not look like it. And sometimes there's this kind of cognitive dissonance between how you look and what you perceive about what God will use you to do. It is normal. That's what the exhortation for today is about. Listen to me. Do you know what makes people to have good Christian marriages? Do you want know what it is? Being good Christians. <laughs> Do you know what makes people have good marriages? Hmm? Is being a good Christian. One of the things, one of the value systems that a proper, like a wise Christian has is the, is the value system of not judging people based on how they look in the flesh. You will be unhappy. You will be miserable. If your standard for choosing the person you will marry is based on how they look now. That's why we're telling you, buy the deep. Buy the crypto when it is not high. <laughs> because in due time, you will reap. <laughs> Do not make a choice based on material things. Do not make a choice based on material things. Let me tell you my story for the one millionth time. There are some people from Ibadan here today that are laughing. They already know my story. Before I ever say it, they know the story. Let me tell my story for the one million time. I don't know whether it is a Yoruba behavior or something, but just like most guys, entered school and his fair, curvy girls that were looking for up and down. It's not as if me, myself, I was okay like that, though. By the time they showed me Pepe, by the time they showed me Pepe, my values changed. I, I got to a point, have I told you guys what happened before? Okay, let me tell you again what happened. <laughs> In my mind, I'm dating a fine girl. And I'm broke about you are feeling like one boy that's dating one fine girl. 
And then one of my friends, I said, yeah, I have a girlfriend now. I say, hey, what was her name? I, ah, I know that girl now. There's one of my guys that's dating her. I say, it's a lie. Ah, no, it's another person. No, it's no, someone, I'm very sure. Come, let's go and see him. I say, hey, ah, let's go. Went to pharmacy. Let's go and see the guy. Say, guy, how far come now? That your babe, what's your name? Same name. Ah, where's that picture? This is that picture. Ah, is your, are you sure? Ah, I see the text we shared last night. Ah, I wanted to piss on my body. <laughs> I said, I said, it's a lie. He said, it's a true. We started dating so, 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 You know, before then, it's just because I was not a wise person then. Before then, there was a day that I went to a room in India Hall. And then I saw one guy there. And as I said, she said, please, I'll see you later. Please, go, let's go. We'll see, I'll see you later. Yeah. He said, don't worry, it's my friend that came to visit me. Let's go. I'll see, I should have known. The guy said, hey, there's one other guy too that is claiming. I said, ah, one other guy. He said, yes. He said, let's go to Melambi. He's in Melambi. Let's go. He called me. Let's go and look for him in his room in Melambi. Went to Melambi. He said, so, so, person. You know, person said, yes. Can you call, can you call? He said, he's my babe. He said, show me text. This is the text we're sharing. In fact, with this, so, 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 until yesterday, I said, Mode, Mubaro, Dano. You know what they call Holy Spirit infused cold water? <laughs> See, by the time I've gone through some things, my eyes opened. That when you're going to make a choice, it's not by who is attractive. And I got to a point where my eyes cleared and I began to look for certain things. My values had changed. Thank God I have witnesses. Real witnesses that I remember exactly how that night happened. One night, I went to go and visit my friend and his babe. His babe was this girl's roommate. This girl I used to see since 100 level that she always used to behave somehow. Everybody was scared of her because she was always abusing and shouting people. Not abusing, but she used to shout people. It was like all these iron women in their fellowship. So people were wondering that what is going to be wrong with these girls. I remember one DGC program I went for. I just noticed that, you know, Captain Moore was talking, sitting down there. What's the name of that dude? Double O to again. This lady, I've forgotten her name. I was sitting down there. And this one just came, was giving an announcement. I was saying, You people, if you don't come for um, rehearsal, I said, what is, what is wrong with this girl that is always shouting at people going, no. You know, so throughout those years, you'll be seeing this girl that is always forming like one bad guy in VHF, like we be talking to people in the clinic of the So the girl was now my, uh, my guy's babe's roommate. So that night, they were now, those ones were gisting outside. And I said, oh, since I don't have anything to do, let me be gisting with this babe. Because I will just start gisting. Next, I'm talking about, you know, what you want to do with your life and everything. The girl just starts saying something. I say, hey, tells saying something. I say, ah, me too. I say, ah, hey. As we finish this, I don't Instagram. I say, ah, I've seen the person I'm going to marry. <laughs> God knows when I make that statement, it was you no, know, it was revelation. It was no more by all these useless canal decisions. It was something else. And I'm so happy I made that decision, Daddy. Why? Why? See, don't judge people by how they look now. There are things, the higher things, the substantive things. Those things don't look spectacular. A man that has the right value system will recognize those things when he sees them. Don't judge by the things that make people attractive by worldly standards. My wife is going to come and come talk about the rest. I'm just doing the Bible parts. Don't judge people and limit people by how they look. Listen to me, ladies. If you judge and make a choice of who you want to marry based on how much money he has now, 
I feel very sorry for you. I feel truly sorry for you. Especially not in the Nigeria that we have now. You know, if you are just a thinking person, there are some things that common sense will tell you. What if something happens and you don't have money again in the marriage? What will happen? I know there are some people that will actually divorce because of it. So I know. But you that are a Christian, what will you do? Whatever you will do then, that's what you do now. Do you hear what I just said now? Do you hear what I just said now? Guys, when you get married and your wife becomes chubby and she has given birth, and then there's someone in your office that clicks with you, that looks fine, what will you do? Now, some of you will say you commit adultery. I know you don't have sense. I'm talking to you that have sense now. What will you do? You will say what? I'll focus on my wife because she has good value. She's my partner, isn't it? Whatever you will do then, that's what you will do what? Now. So the same way you are going to make a choice of staying with your wife based on more reasonable things, not based on the fact that she's the finest person, is the way you will make a decision now, not based on who is finest, but based on what is good for you. Did you hear what I just said? You didn't hear me well. Let me say it again. Whatever you will do when you get married, and that woman is not the finest person again, is what you will do now. The choice you will make then is the choice you will make now. And what is the choice? You make the choice based on what is best for you, based on the will of God for you. As a woman, you marry a man and the man doesn't have money again. What will you do then? Won't you stick with him and work together till you come out of it? That's what you do now. That's what you do now. Don't let the values of this world distort your own appetite. Marry your speck, but let your speck be based on God's words. God's word. What I just said now. Marry your speck, but let your speck be based on God's word. Some of you guys, the reason why you are not tripping for that lady, she's not ugly. You just have unreasonable tastes. She's not ugly. You just have unreasonable tastes. One of my spiritual sons has a similar story. So I'm sure you'll be hearing what I'm saying. Let me use your example. They will not know who you are. Same thing happens to him. Enter a relationship and then after you have committed to somebody, the person doesn't look fine to you again. And I say, yeah, I'm person not, I don't. This is not fine, Jerry. I don't even know what I was thinking. I don't even know what I was thinking. I like you made a commitment. You must be a man of your word. Stayed here. You know, there are some advice that is hard to give. You said advice that are very individualistic and has to do with someone's plan for God's plan for some people's lives. They're very hard to give. Because if you give that kind of person and say, my friend, don't break up. If, some, if they go and marry by force because he doesn't like the person again, and then at the marriage they're not having problems, they will say, it's the pastor that said you should what? Marry. If you say, go and break up because you're not attracted again. If you now like her again later, you say the pastor is the one that gave me what? Bad advice. That's why we don't advise you people in relationship. We don't give you advice. You know what we will do? That's why our advice is usually generic. We will just teach, preach God's word to you. Go and do it. It's what you like. As I will preach to him and said, that's not how it is. Commitment is commitment. You say you want to do somebody, you cannot say because you are out now, you have liked. If you want to break up, well, that's your problem. But this is how Christians think. 
This is how Christians think of what commitment. My wife and I were advising him. You will be texting me when I talk. When he talk, I does not offend me. You're not going to text my wife. My wife will <laughs> He doesn't know that. See, let me just tell you one secret now. Whatever you tell my wife, you have told me. Is that okay? He doesn't know. And then some months after, I just said, ah. I said, come on, my father. I said, ah, how much the love is strong. I said, what's up? I see fat. We are tripping for each other. Like, my hair is here. Pastor, we stay, I stay through it. And now, we fat. The thing is shaking me. That is how it is. You see this, your spec sexual expertising, many of it was conditioned into you by pop culture. I know because I'm telling you my own example. I know because I'm telling you my own example. And how I know is that many people of my age at the time had the same thing. You see, I told people, don't worry, when she comes, she will tell you by herself. I was telling people the same thing. My, my wife had a friend when they were in school. Same thing. Fair. That one, they're always asking out. You'll be working together. Car will stop. You say, fine girl, where are you going? The other one is just walking. Wait, come and tell them yourself. <laughs> you say, fine girl. And then you'll be like, what is going on? Anyway, it's good that she didn't care. Actually, that time she didn't actually send anybody. You are asking for people where somebody cared. Do you know why? Because everybody's, everybody's stripping for the girls that look like Kim Kardashian. And it is a lie. Irony. I've taken much time. It's a lie. Hmm. Okay. It is well. God bless you in Jesus' name. Babe, come and continue. Hallelujah. Is this on? You have set me up. You just stopped in the middle and said, I should come and continue. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Okay. So this is the first time I'm doing um, relationship teaching. Although I've been doing it in the, in the corners. Now it's time to do it in the open, you know. But I know um, at least <clears throat> if this is not the first time you're hearing peace I'm preaching, you're not used to this. You're used to this already, right? How many of you heard something new that you've never heard before? It's something he has been saying. And so that's what, that's what I'm just going to emphasize as well. Right? There was something he said that really struck me. And this one is to ladies. And um, my default method of preaching is pew, pew. If you know, you know. Those that stay with me know what I'm talking about. Stray bullet everywhere. <laughs> so get ready for your own. I'm taking it like that. Take it in good stride. This is the Holy Spirit talking. My name is Ijoma, and I'm, a, I'm your assistant Holy Spirit for today. So open your ears very wide. Some of you, if Jesus came today, you will not date him. You know that's the implication of what, what Pisam said. That if you saw Jesus the way he was, because, you know, again, we have to be very careful about how pop culture has influenced what we see about God. If I tell you to close your eyes now and picture Jesus, you, his hair will almost be like this now. Fine boy, young, and all of that. And you think Prince of Peace is his name. As in, you just feel like there's one swagoo to him. Somebody that they could not differentiate between him and the other disciples. If Jesus were to come today, like if we were in, the, in that day and time. And it, I mean, what are you telling me? So, the person where they live for wilderness. We'll just be walking today, is here, tomorrow is there. Real nomadic lifestyle, walking up and down. How they are finding, and in your mind, you just be calculating is that how, is that how, are we, how will I feed my children? 
what are you telling me? I should come and do what? And that's why it's very important that you need to change your values. Like, you need to be sure that your values are aligned with God's will. And dear guys, I come with a warning. Don't you dare try weaponize this message. I'm not joking. And what I'm trying to say is, you will now go and be meeting girls. You better buy the teeth. <laughs> when you know that you don't even have, there is nothing inside, there is no form of appreciation to your own. People should just calm down, calm down. You know, I've told you that. That's how I do it. Don't weaponize this message. Don't try it. Don't do it. Don't go, don't, don't even, I, because I don't know, as Peter was speaking, I could just, I, this thing just came like, I could just imagine the way the guy would toast the girl that, but you know that. Do you listen to Peter? I'm, I'm going to send you a message. I'm going to send you a message. Because you need to buy the vision and not the television. <laughs> do you understand? You know, you need to buy the deep. I'm, God, God, God doesn't qualify the God, the God, the God, the qualified. I'll be to say it. You will now be weaponizing the message when you know that there's no substance in you. And that's how you'll be toasting girls up and down, three or four girls. Thunder will fire you. <laughs> and your plans will not. As, see, let me tell you something. There are some. I, I, I don't want to sound mysterious, but there are some. The kind of prayers I pray for this church. If you want to do anyhow, anyhow, the type of prayers I pray is that God will. Oh, God, you will fall down yakata in the name of Jesus. If, if your falling down is the path to your redemption, may you fall down yakata in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't care because, see, let me tell you something. It's this life. You will fall, you will get up. But if what is between you and being a better person, if what is between you and, and being in alignment for what God will have you do, if it is that small pinch of suffering, ah, you will suffer it in Jesus' name. If you want to try and do magu magu. Like, because the, the funny thing is that a lot of us, we, are, we have heard what Peace Sam is saying, and we're like, hmm, 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 You've not gotten anything. You've not heard anything. Let me tell you something. I've been with this guy for how many years? Close to 11 years now. And there are still things that he says that, when he says it's, you know now, coconut head. Okay, you, you put generation, you're coconut head. We are, we are goat head. Have you seen when goat wants to fight with their head? Is it goat or ram? Which one? All of them. There are some things he will say, I'll be like, I will, he will say it like almost how many times before I will be like, oh, 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 that's so true. So we've not gotten it yet. We've not gotten it. And sometimes the place, the, one of the fastest ways to get to adults, you put you like, you're just stubborn. I don't even know. I don't know how God is doing it. Thank God man is not God. Because if I'm God like this, I'll just be like, pew, pew, you. Right? Like people like this one. <laughs> I would have since, you know. But sometimes you might just need to go through some Difficult situations for things to get to you. But this is my message to guys, right? Like, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You've not really gotten the message. And, and one of the core things about this message is, 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 is about how your value system is structured. And we, if you've been in this church, this is not the first time you're hearing the word value system. We can almost now start getting familiar with it. But you need to understand that there's nobody here that is younger than 20, 21. You are 20 years in the making. God bless you if you were raised in a Christian home. So we know that some of, some of the values are good. If you're not raised in a Christian home, wherever you are, the, the world has formed you. Yeah, yeah. 20 years, that's what you are. 20 years at least in the making. So 
whatever age you are, put that age there. So you need to be familiar with all the things that have gone into making you what you are today. And don't underestimate it. So when you hear messages like this, the best thing you can do is go back and listen to it again. Okay? So dear guys, what I should tell you? If you weaponize that message, weaponize this message, as long as you are in this church, oh, you will fall. Ah, and you'll be exposed. Yakatai. Ah, oh, God. That's why in this church, in the name of Jesus, it cannot be in this church that people will be dating three people. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, you will fall. Ah, yakata. Ah. Oh, God. Your hands, no, they must hit grand first. Then we'll pick them up. In this church, no, you cannot toast, you know, you can't do all those, uh, you know, you now go and tell this one, bite the deep. You tell this one, uh, <laughs> God qualifies the code. And then you now be telling, you be preaching, you help, you'll be helping them to remix pastor's message. Not that Christian brothers do it. How was service today? You see that thing that pastor said, and they will now preach another message. If you try it. Okay? But um, sincerely speaking, part of the things I want to say today, it applies to everybody. Whether you're seeing good, I say seeing good. <laughs> Single Pringle, searching, not searching, committed, married, something like married, confused, heartbroken, everything, right? And um, you see this thing about love. I don't know. But I, I just, I think the only explanation is that God made us this way. We're made for love. It's not good for man to be alone. And now, especially young people, I don't know what is Wrong with you people. Now I'm not, I know now I'm an, I'm an elderly person. <laughs> Do you understand? So you Pringles listening to me, okay? And you will be laughing at me. My age is waiting for you in the future. You can laugh or you laugh. You will be 30 plus one day and I can't wait for that day. Oh, God. But anyways, right? There's just something about it. There's just, I don't know. I think after Christmas, the next biggest holiday should be Valentine's. I don't know. But there's just something about love. And you cannot now... Ignore it, right? In the bid to be spiritual, you will fall down your kata. Ah, see, your body, your soul, ah, it will, it, will, it will mess you up. You won't know when you'll be swinging your leg in the room, talking for four hours to somebody. A whole you, man of God, that used to do six hours. Ah, no, 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 no. There's something about love. And, and there's a way to, you know, there's a, way to, there's a way to set your heart and do it right. And what we've been saying, this, this, this is really addressed to you know, Christians who want to do things the Christian way and who want to build according to the pattern that God will have us build. Um, every time I, 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 I talk to people about anything, the first thing I always focus on is yourself. And let me tell you why. If... Um, if, let's say, I see this young, beautiful speck of God, and I'm looking at him, I'm chipping for him, I'm doing anything and all of that. And, um, or let me say, I'm, I'm chipping for him, but we've not yet met and all of that. And I'm thinking of how to collide and all of that and how, to, how we can get together and things like that. I can think and think and think of so many beautiful ideas of how we can do things. Um, but I'm best in control of myself and what I have to bring to the table. Okay, let me explain it this way. In life, you are most in control of you. You are most in control of yourself. You are most in control of how you react to things. 
you're most in control of things you can go out and get for yourself. No matter how much I can trip for someone like this, even if, I, even if they say, okay, the way to catch his attention is to make your, lips, your red lipstick only one side of your lip. And no matter what I want to do, no matter what permutation and combination I want to do, I'm still most in control of how I react and things I do. I am not God. I cannot determine how he will feel, what he will do, how he will treat me. But I can determine how I react to things he does. I can determine my life. I can determine how I go about living my life. That's why, that is one thing you have as human beings. You have your own will. You have your own consciousness. At least as far as your life is concerned, you have those things in your control. No matter how much I love Joanna, I want Joanna to... <clears throat> and this, this, this is the things that parents do to children that we always joke a lot about. African parents, some, most of them are coming from the best. They are, they are coming from good intentions, right? But no matter how much they want it, and they might be seeing things you're not seeing and all of that, it's still your life, right? They can control their life to the best of their ability. You can control your life to the best of your ability. So what I, what, that's why no matter what I want to... Anytime I want to talk to people about anything, I first start with you and the state of your heart, and how you think, and how you address things, and the kinds of, the quality of decisions you make. Because I might not be able to control the world. The world is always going to be full of terrible people. The world is also going to be full of good people. There are always going to be many moving parts. I don't, I'm not God, and I'm not even interested in playing God. Because now come and start saying, okay, this is how we'll do it. The person is in Bangladesh. We will now do connective, I don't think that's too much energy, right? But the one thing, no, that you can control of is yourself. So I always tell people, that's, I always start, no matter what it is, I always ask, how is the state of your heart? People will always be people. People will always be people. There are people who will trip for that will not trip for you. There are people that you will not trip for that will trip for you. There are, you will see all manner of people in this life, but you can control yourself. So that's the first thing you need to understand. You can control yourself. That's the best destiny that's, <clears throat> Even your own kids, you can, do your, you can do as much as you can, invest as much as you can in their lives. By the end of the day, it's going to get to a point where it's, everything is in their hands. The same way everything is in your hands right now. So you have the most control of yourself. Now, if you understand that you have the most control of yourself, it is of utmost importance that you understand yourself. That's why I'm an advocate for not dating when you are too young. When you're still figuring things out right? Uh, you can have uh, teenagers who have endless crushes. I had like two boyfriends when I was a teenager. My mother must not hear this message. <laughs> what were we doing? We just used to talk on the phone. And you know, we love, and then Val's Day was, oh, Valentine's Day. Ah, <laughs> where is your boyfriend? They've uh, been valuing me since I was in GST. Which I was expect, don't mind, Pisa. I used to win, I used to win a Q test in, in my set. Q test there and this thing. But yeah. But but I'm an advocate for not dating when you're too young. Um, ladies or guys or reason being you're still figuring yourself out. Now, granted, all of us are we're still work in progress. We, are, we still have a whole life ahead to live. God knows how the next 10, 15, 20 years will be. But there's an age where you're really still figuring things out. You have no business going to yoke yourself with another human being. And there are some of you that you are even 29 and you still have no business yoking yourself with another person. 
it's very important that you understand yourself. And when I mean understand yourself, be, 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 I, I call it being brutally honest with yourself. There was one thing I always knew about myself that I knew that I had, I knew I had the tendency to trip for people who had a certain, um, had certain criteria. All this in a piece of me saying, see, God helped us, so she knew. Because even how we jam, jam, we, we could have still jammed some other jam before we jam ourselves. And, you know, see, I'm, that's why I always pray. And I always thank God. Because there are some, let me call it divine, um, how like ordinances and divine, um, catastrophic, uh, I don't even know how to do all those things. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? It was divine because God knows, I don't even know how I've come across him in a million years. But anyway, yikes. What was I saying? There are some, I, I, I always knew myself that I had a tendency to trip for some people. If some, I can't tell you what it is. It's not your business. But if some certain things aligned, I had a tendency to trip for people like that. But I also knew myself enough to know that that might not be necessarily the best thing for me at that particular time. So I gave myself some boundaries. I told myself I wasn't, I wasn't even going to enter a relationship till after I'd passed 300 level. Right. And I'm not saying this is what you should go and do, but I'm just trying to show you the correlation between understanding yourself and how you can be deliberate about how your life turns out. Okay? And so I told myself that, okay, don't get, don't, don't get too close to any guy that's... Although I got close to some guys and all of that, but I used to tell myself that if you know you are not trying to... Don't get too close to any guy. Because emotions, oh God, the emotions will fall you inside the gutter. You won't even know until you fall in. You just wake up and you find yourself. And then we'll be here to pick you up. But that thing comes from a place of understanding yourself and how your emotions will, will mess you up. It's very important. So because I, I, I understood myself, there were some boundaries I gave myself that, now. Nah, why am I getting close to a guy? And it might have come across as harsh and hard to other people out there, but I knew how I, this was me and how I dealt with myself. So it's very important that you understand yourself, one, two. If you also understand everything that we've been saying about values, reshaping your values and all of that, you need to understand where you're coming from. See, let me tell you the truth. Eh? And that, that's the thing about preaching a certain message in church. And um, how many of us are familiar with the phrase Christianese? When you stay in church for long, you have church fellowship and all of that, there's a tendency to start doing Christianese. You know, saying the words that you know um, everybody says in church, like... What are some of the things we say in church? And someone like, it is well. I'm even talking of in, in this excellent church. Some things that P. Sam says over and over, um, you don't have values. I, things like I used to drag him that it's not a Christian husband. It's not, how do I used to say? <laughs> I can drag him over that. Ah, no, you're not leading me the way Christ will lead. You know? And this is not a Christian. There are some Christianese words that you can you know, say over and over again, and you, you just get carried away um, with things like that. But, it's still very important that you you make sure you understand how all those things affect you. Oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. Let me just move on. Ah yes, I remember what I was trying to say. You can't you can't hide things. Yes, this was this is the point I was trying to make. You can you can fake it, you can say it, you can try to look a certain way. But let me give an example. If what you really value in relationships is how people look over the content of their character, it will show. And let me tell you, it will show. 
you just find yourself, you won't even know, you just find yourself always drifting towards some kind of guys that look a certain way. You know, like, why am I always having problem in relationship? Why won't you have problem in relationship? Same thing with guys. You just find that you're always, the only kind of girls that you try to follow up and just with is some certain profile of people. That's not yet entered your head. What piece I'm saying, it hasn't entered. So it is only when you understand yourself thoroughly that you can catch yourself in your tracks. Do you understand? So I, if all you get from me today is understand yourself, it's okay. Start with that one. You and Holy Spirit should go. You pull, you'll be good. But you need, see, it is, it is very, very important. If you know that you are the type of person that if they do like this for you 10 times, you become moody. Understand yourself. Because that is where you can start to be able to, that's where you can be sincerely honest to go to God to even help you to do things. That is where you can begin to help yourself to reshape your own values. Because it will show, you will not know, you, can, you cannot underestimate years and years of being raised in a family where they've told you that, see, if you bring a guy that doesn't have money to this house, you are in trouble. You'll be talking and you'll be saying, no, I know, no, I'm not that kind of person. You will not know. When the person that is toasting you, one is very small, and the other one is, and then you find out that it's like God is saying, is this guy. Why would God say it's that guy? <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have not finished doing the work of, it will, ah, it will, it will mess you up. So be very, very familiar with yourself. Be very familiar with, with where you are in your stage of being a work in progress. So that you don't enter into ditches. You're, you're, you're adults, right? There are some mistakes that are in your hands to correct. So, you know, do the right thing. Right? And um, aside treating yourself, it will also help you. It will, it will just see it as a God filter. Um, how many of us know these 3D glasses? If you've ever watched 3D movies, to see 3D glasses, the one that... And if you ever watch a 3D movie, if you go to the screen without seeing the... Without, without using the 3D glasses, you can't see all the effects. Thank you. So you also working on yourself and making sure that you, you change your values will be 3D effects to catch all those yakata kind of people that are coming your way. Yeah. It's not everybody that is supposed to be in a relationship. Some, some people are, are supposed to take them up in prayers. It's ministry. It's no, uh, some people, they are supposed to take them up in prayers. It's not everybody that, is, that you see that is a potential partner. Right? But then again, you're very self-aware because I know, me, I know how it feels. Being a single pringle. Anybody, small person that smiles to you in church, you'll be like, oh God, is this is the person. It's love. It's, it's not your fault. Let me tell you something. It's not your fault. It's how, whether it's conditioning, the, the, the nurturing part plus the nature part, we are made for love. There is no way. If anybody says, hi, you look good today. Ah, you have already thought of it. If I give it to two children. <laughs> I'll name one Anthony. i name the other one Antonia. You know? It's like twins will fit me. And it's a little bit yellow. Ah, me, I remember that year. That I always wanted, I don't, I don't know why, where. I wanted to marry Chinko. Why? Ask me why. Please ask me. Because I wanted Chinko-looking children. What? I don't know. Do you understand? So, singles, I know how the thing happens to you. Your values will deceive you. So make sure you work on yourself. And if you want to work on yourself, <clears throat> I have a, I have a, what would I call this? A foolproof regimen to help you. Do you want to know what it is? 
You just want to know. Like, I promise you, this one, take it to the bank. Uh, this wonder drug. This, this one is wonder drug. I pr no, I kid you not. It's actually a foolproof regimen. Are you ready? Are you with me now? Okay. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day. If you want to. I have some church veterans in my midst. You people went to Sunday school when you were, when you were young. Like you thought I would give you seven tips to. Oh. But guess what? That's it. That's it. I remember there was a time, I, because I, I, I always say that I, I consider myself a collector of models. Don't be. What I mean is, I like models that work. By models, I mean conceptual, physical, abstract. If I see anything that works, if I find a regimen or anything, I like to collect it in my mind. That's why I want to be able to use it for myself and help other people to use it. So for example, if I see a regimen that says, if you do like this, you lose 10 kg. I'll first try it myself. If it works, I'll keep it in my mind. So I'm a collector of mundials. So I used to have a conversation with Pisam, and I'm like, see this church thing, that there's a way, is maybe there's a way we are not doing church well. We need to really check it. Maybe we need to reinvent it, because so many people come to church, but they have coconut head, they are not changing. Like, do you understand? If the, I'm part of these people that are very passionate about it. That look at how many churches we have, and look at the quality of lives. Like I work with people, I work with people like this every day in the office. I see them everywhere I'm going, and I know you are going to church, but I'm not seeing it in your body now. Like if at least all of us were behaving like Jesus a little bit, wouldn't this place be a better place to live? And so I, I was very concerned, and I'm like, we're not doing something right in church. We're not. I'm like, maybe we've not yet seen it in the scripture. Don't be looking for new things that nobody. Mm -mm, please. If you're ever on that part, ever on that part, don't even bother, right? And I remember thinking about it, and things used to worry me a lot, and I used to pray about it. And I heard the Holy Spirit tell me that, see, the, there's an age-old regimen for it. Just read your Bible and pray. It's what, has, it's what God has prescribed since time memorial. If it, is, if it was good enough for the Christians then, it is good enough for the Christians now. The only problem that we are having today is that the distractions are too much. That's just the problem. The distractions are too much, even down to distractions like quick fixes. Like, you know this thing, like this trap that I just you to catch all of you, that I have something that will help you now, now, now. That's the problem. It's part of the problem. Because everybody is always looking for some kind of quick fix. Why are you always looking for a quick fix? Because everybody is distracted. Your attention span is, not, is now no less, it's not more than two minutes. I'm, this, I'm, that's why I'm looking at all of you's eye like this, because I know some of you, you have gone. You have come back. You have gone. That's why you are not hearing what Pastor is saying, because... Out of 30 minutes, boya ya ye, two and a half minutes. But thank God, this is why we pray. You hear what? But to be honest, there's, no, there's nothing new to it. If you could be diligent with God, and, and I'm not saying this out of a, um, and it's not something you ever see us do. I'm not saying this out of a religious mindset where we wake up in the morning and say, yeah, what did you read today? And nobody is going to chase you for this. Well, it's for your own good. If all you do, see, that's why I said I take it to the take it to the bank. If all you do is you focus on God in such a way that you fellowship with Him more, it might not even appear. It might not look like it at first. There was some there was something profound that Pisam said on Wednesday. 
when you are sowing, you know you are sowing. When you start reaping, you won't even know. You just continue sowing. When you start reaping, you won't know. You don't know at what point the fruit has finished fully mature. But when we sowed into the land, we knew. You will sow, you will water and everything. One day you just come, you, ah, when did this tree become? You just continue sowing. Continue sowing into your life. If you want your value systems to be aligned to God, are, see, focus on God. For, don't do it for anybody. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for, and I'm not saying this because it's a bad thing, but don't do it for you, um, you Bible reading streaks. Don't do it for that. Do it for yourself. There are some times that you can read, I can be on one psalm for one month. Gosh, I love, I love psalms a lot. Maybe that's why. You can be on one chapter of the Bible for one month. It's fine. But just keep investing in things like that. You will, you will just, it will just show. You won't even know at what point it will not. But that is an age-old regimen. And when, when I say pray, I don't mean you should just open your mouth and start shouting at everyone. Why are you shouting at now? Why? Why are you shouting? But what I mean is you need to fellowship with God. There's, there's another example that we keep using that I love a lot. If you tell Teti to describe her father's voice, she can't describe it, but she knows how the voice sounds. It's the same thing with God. And that only happens in the, in the place of fellowshipping with God. I beg you in the name of God, do it. Don't do it for, see, if, if being a, and this might sound like a, I don't know, but if being a worker in church is going to distract you into believing that you are actually living a life that is in fellowship with God, please stop. Let me say what I said again. If it is going to deceive you, there's, that's the thing about working in church sometimes. It can make us substitute things for things that are not. You will begin to think that you have, that your relationship with God is healthy because you are a worker in church. But then you will figure, you will just find, find out that you are a worker, you are actually not listening to message. That's why all these boys, like, they always watch them. You'll be in service, you won't be listening to message. you just find out. you find out that you're always tired, you're always doing things, and you're not actually spending time fellowshipping with God. You are singing in the choir. You know, I told you, my method is pyong, pyong, pyong. So just take it in good stride. You are singing and worshipping and leading other people in worship, but you are not even worshipping yourself. You don't have a familiarity with how God sounds. You don't know how God moves in your life. Then there's problem. If you need to step down a little bit so that there's, there's some things you need to do outwardly to shock your body, to let you know that I'm trying to take a decision here, baby. Let's get on the same page. If you need to do that, then do it. But this, what I'm talking about now is between you and God. Like if Jesus were to walk past now, will you recognize him? So that's my, that's my regimen for you. You would think that I'm going to tell you something more than that. Okay. Right? You know, listen to messages, um, pray, pour out your heart to God and things like that. Ah, Sam, how do you used to do this? Time has gone. Whew. <laughs> 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 I used to drag him that can't you see how they used to do it? Okay. Let me rush. Right? Um, another thing I'll tell you to do. So, yes, that's, that's the regimen about, you know, don't let me repeat myself. People are intelligent people. You get it. Another thing I, 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 I want to tell you guys is you need to be in the right place. 
And now I'm going to love. No, I want to show you. Let's find love together. Because I'm also interested in you finding love. It's a sweet thing. Though they do hard guy, hard guy. Who here is not in a relationship? No, just raise your hand. I want to see you. I'm single. I'm not searching. I'm single. Where is it now? I'm Today might be your day of deliverance. Amen? I'm single. I'm not searching. If you are eating that sweet like this place, God will expose you. As long as you are part of this church. See, if you want to do bad things, especially things that will break other people's hearts, don't come to this excellent church. I'm praying dangerous prayers at the back. Oh. I've warned you people, lo. Hmm. You will fall down. Yakata. Very good. Uh -huh, please, single people, let me see you. Raise up your hand. Single people now. Are you, the two of you trying to, pastor, see something is happening. Are you trying to decide if you are single or not? If you are even trying to decide you are single, raise up your hand if you are single in this place. Let me tell you something. To be in love is a good thing. Don't, see, don't need to form hard guy, hard guy. It's a good thing. Like, it's, it's, it's sweet. Do you understand? The gist is premium. The gossip is on point. All this hard guy, hard guy is talking about. Next thing, if you see him walking around the house sweating, you know that problem. <laughs> That's it. No, but it's, it's, it's a good thing, right, to be in a relationship. So let's talk a bit more about, you know, getting there. Because I'm not going to stand here and behave as if these are not things on you people's hearts. See, after a man has eaten, at least there's something in his stomach. The next thing he's looking for is love. Quote me. This is Ijoma's uh, TM. The next thing they are looking for is love. Because we're, we were made for companionship, right? And um, so it's a good thing. So let's just quickly talk a bit about that and, and all of that. Don't, don't remember to, first, to do the most important thing, which is what Pisam has talked about, which is what I've talked about. Focus on making sure your values are right. And once that is right, let's talk of some other things that we can do. Right? Uh, number one, you need to be in the right place. You need to be in the right place. Or let me put it this place. Let me put it this way. Be where you would want to be found. Where do you want them to find you? Where do you want your future husband to find you? Think about it. You need to be where you want to be found. So be in the right place. Right? Be in the right place. Um, be around good people. Don't look for pearls among swine. I'm not going to say more than that. You guys know what I'm talking about. You find out that majority of the time, the kind of company you keep, the people you're hanging out with, are a certain type of people that... From your heart, you know you can't date. And what are you doing now? You can reduce your, you know, your time there. Be with the right people. Should you be on Tinder? I don't know. I've not gone there. Maybe we should go there. We should go and see. Market research. <laughs> right? I don't know. But just be in the right place. Okay? Um, second thing. Again, this is also in relation to what I've been talking about, your values and things like that, is what's your definition of good people? So we've gone ahead to say the people might not look a certain way, they might not look the most put out and all of that. That's fine. But now when you're thinking of a good person, what's your definition? Again, you need to be very mindful of um, past trauma, past hurt. Um, there's a trend that we've seen where People who, 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 who were raised in abusive homes tend to end up in abusive relationships themselves. 
And I think that one of the reasons is because their only definition of some of these things are abusive de definitions. Their only definitions of love are definitions where the man is abrasive towards a certain, uh, towards the woman. Some, some people deep down inside of them, they don't think that it's possible for a man and a woman to be naked and unashamed, like to really be in a good place. They don't believe it because they have, right from the fundamental level, they've never seen it. So those are, that's part of the work you need to do on yourself. Be very, see, it will, it will mess you, it will show up. You cannot pretend for long, it will come out. So these are part of the questions you need to ask yourself. And one of the best ways for you to know if you have some funny definition of good people is look at your trends. What kind of people have you always dated in the past? What kind of people have you always stripped for in the past? Right? Is he Kalel? No. Tunde, calm down. I can talk to him. He will calm down. I like strong guys, you know. When you box your, your mouth, that's where your eyes open. But, you know, check it. If that's where you are, if you need to do therapy, do therapy. No, I'm not joking. But go to God and fix those things because I promise you, ah, your real innate value system that you've not finished working on, it will, you will, it will deceive you. You will just find yourself where, and you will not know how you got there. And let me tell you how you got there. Your internal compass is looking a certain way. So you need to be very mindful of what you call good people. For some of you, what you call good woman must be a certain way. Some of you will be forming, and I'm a man, I'm, an, I'm a feminist, and this and that. But secretly inside your house, you don't think a woman should work too much. Better go and find your definition and set it right. It will, it will, it will show. It will show. Right? And um, this is another... This shot is for both guys and girls. It's not all Christians. Now, Pisama said it over and over again, right, that what forms good marriages is good Christians, yeah? Now, to attempt to balance this out, it's not all Christians that are at a stage where you can date them. How, how, how do I say this? I, I'm not trying to... It's not all Christians... Yes, we know that the, if, you, if you're going to go for anything in a, in a relationship, go for someone with good values. We've said that, we've established that, good Christian values. But it's not everybody, because of that, you cannot now say, I'm in church, the first Christian guy like this that look me like this, you're a good Christian man. Yes, it's you, it's you. So some people are working in progress. No, let me put it this way. We are all work in progress. We are all work in progress. Let me tell you something. We are all work in progress. We are working towards a certain price, right? But there are some people that are at some stages where they have no business being in a relationship. And that's fine. Please don't go and be their pastor. Especially if they are of the opposite sex. It's not, no. Let them, send them to their real pastor. It's not everybody that you are supposed to be doing a... I can, I can, I, so the, the, the other version of Kalel, no, is I can help her. I can bring her up in Christ. I'm mentoring her. Because I'm discipling her. No, it's not like that. Let her get discipled. Let her get to one point then, if you're still single. But it's, yes, good Christians is the, 
is, is the threshold. Now, after we've crossed the threshold of good Christians, we need to recognize that people are at different stages in their work with God. So people actually have no business being in a relationship. And now let me flip that. Some of you also have said it before, but let me just emphasize it a bit. If you understand where you are in the state of where you are, some of you have no business being in a, in a relationship. You don't. You, need, you have scars that you need to heal from. You have, there are things that you need to do. Um, let, me, let me put this at this point. If you have questions on YouTube or you have questions here, please start taking them down and passing it. You can pass it to PSAM now because we'll, we'll soon start taking questions and answers. So please, if you have any questions, um, Daniel, please let us know if anybody has questions online as well. Things like this, so all it takes is for the first person to ask question and then open the floodgates. Right? Now, um, next thing I'll tell you to do is to tend your garden. Now, by tending your garden, this applies to everybody. Whether you are single, you're in a relationship, you're searching, you're all of that. Your garden might be the garden of relationships. Stop being that person that is, yes, I know I've said the love is a good thing. We're all looking for love. But don't be that person that is just looking for relationship so much so that you can't even be a good friend. Where if the person that you are talking to is not tending to agree for you, cancelled. Next. No. No now. Tend your garden. Even in your relationship, let's even say, and this is for people that are in relationships. Yes, this is for people that are in relationships. Good. Tend your garden. Because it's like people don't know what people used to do in marriage. Should I tell you? 99% of the time, you are talking. You guys are mature, so I can say it here and there. Sex does not take more than how many minutes? So in case you think, see, that's why, ah, Hollywood, it won't be good for you. <laughs> they are the ones that are causing this problem. All the films that you people have watched, I know you've watched it because I've watched them, so let me not even behave like a saint. That they will say they are in relationship. Next thing, they will do the table like this. It's not like that, too. That's for money tonight. That's all they are doing. It's porn culture that's caused all these things. In marriage, how many times? Okay, let's even say you have a very, and it's a beautiful thing. You have a very sexually active marriage and all of that. Okay, you are doing this five times a day. How many minutes time? Five times. And we have 24 hours in a day. What are you still doing with the many time in your marriage? It's, that's why you have to be good friends. And you have to learn how to be a good friend. There are some of you that are not very friendly. And don't come and use your personality now to come and say, I'm introvert, extrovert. Whether introvert or extrovert, there's a way to be a good friend. It's not something that you are born with. It's something that you cultivate. Hi, what's up? How are you doing? Let's have a conversation. Some of you, yeah, I like my, my space too much and everything. Your helper will like their space when it's, it's time to help you. <laughs> yes. You need to be good. You need to learn how to be good friends. And it is not just with the person you are dating. with people generally. You know, you are tired, but you want to have... Somebody wants to have a long conversation with you. I know you're tired, but just talk with the person, you know. Don't always let all your friendships have a... And it's all these nonsense things that you hear that uh, if the top five people you are um, rolling with are not uh, their net worth, is not uh, equal to where you are going, then come on. I know, we are, we are not like that in this church, yeah. 
right? And so you, everybody that is around you must have some kind of, I don't want to use the word purpose, but must have some kind of use for you. You know that you use this one for airtime. You use this one for having a good time. This one is your navigator when you want to go to market. This one is your, tend your garden. Be a good friend to people. Start learning how to be, do you understand? Because that's what we do in marriage. I'm sorry to shock you. You get there, you see yourself. In case you think I'm lying. And last thing I'm going to say, and this is where I'm going to wrap up. Again, please, if you have questions, um, you can pass it um, round. This again is for people who are in relationships, single pringles, all of you. You know, I'll give you all the cl um, classifications. Know when to exit. See, let me tell you, shit happens. Permit my French. Stuff happens. Right. Um, ah, I've listened to Pastor. I did this. I followed all the steps. It was a good person. It was a good thing. But things just didn't work out the way you wanted it to work out. No when to exit. Or you've been trying to toast this person. He's there. It's not happening. No when to exit. There is no one man for one woman. I hope we know that in this church. We know that. Okay, in case you don't know, I don't know. I'm sure you would, you would have mentioned it in some of your past messages. But there is no one um, person that God has created. And again, don't underestimate how um, far-reaching. That's why what you feed on on social media, and I'm ready for you people, you need to be very deliberate about it. We see all these things on our timeline in passing and things like that, that, ah, that's somebody's son, that God has found me, wherever you are, I'm praying for you. It gives you a mindset sometimes, like there's one particular person called uh, Ogunde Johnson that is somewhere, no, it doesn't really work that way, right? There is no one person for you. Because, see, God has given everybody free will. What if you meet the person you like, the person, the person doesn't like you? Or you want and the person doesn't want there's no one person for you, and um, so know when to call it quits. You cannot say that because I'm dating this person, we've dated for the past five years, forever and never. It's me and this person. No. Okay? Know when to call it quits. Whether you are single, whether you are in a relationship, stuff happens. And um, just take your learning points and move on. Ask yourself, what did I learn? And in the same vein, forgive yourself if you've had funny relationships. Let's say you, you know that you've dated like 10 different people. Forgive yourself and move on. Don't flog yourself more than... I mean, Jesus has died for you now. You've... And you've repent, you, so you're flogging yourself more than... You're doing the one that Jesus not even do for you. He's, ah, no, it's okay now. Shit happens. So just know when to move on. Okay. Um, and in that same vein, again, as we're preparing, there was something that was seriously stirred in my heart for some people, and, and that's for people who have had a string of hurtful relationships. You've been hurt, like you've really been hurt. You've been hurt time and time again. And so you are some... You know, I say that sometimes people want to love. There are some people that have sworn that you see love, me and love. If I see that person they call love, it will not be well with that person. I will deal with. Some people have really been hurt. 
And this is for you. See, you need to know the Prince of Peace. He won't hurt you. You need to know the Prince of Peace. He's... See, even if man disappoints you, God cannot disappoint you. But it's... Aside knowing God and God being your companion, God can heal you. Because like I said, we were actually made to love. So don't um, swear off a life of bliss, of being in love with somebody and having a good marriage because of the things that have happened to you. I am not underestimating what has happened to you. But I'm, I'm here to tell you that Jesus can heal you. Jesus can heal you. So I'm going to end on that note. Um, can we rise? We don't need to rise. Peace, Sam, can you come, please? I just want us to pray for people who I know have been hurt um, over the years. In particular, there are things that have happened to you that have made you a certain way. Another reason why it's very important for you to be healed from your hurt is it has the tendency of shaping, again, your values. And you now try to start being a sharp person to say, if I'm going to marry, I will never do this, I will never do that. And it's not you talking, it's your hurt that is talking. So you need to actually heal. And what I could sense today was that Jesus is present to actually heal people from broken hearts. See, you people think bro broken heart is a joke. People actually die physically of heartbreak. Like it can get to them like that. People get depressed. People, get, people are in pain because of what other people have done to them, because of the way they've been hurt. And the hurt can be from, even from their parents, their first show of love, their first show of affection, their first show of um, anybody ever touching them sexually. There's so much. And it's what is also affecting a lot of people, and it is bringing out its ugly head in different ways. So I just want you to pray for those people um, in the next couple of minutes. I know that Jesus is present to heal them wherever they are, physical, online, your heart will be healed in the name of Jesus. Father, I'll give you thanks. <clears throat> Father, we as a church, we gather together this morning and with one heart of desire and fervor, we declare, we pray for everybody under the effect of this ministration. We pray for them that by your power, your Holy Spirit will comfort them in the name of Jesus. Father, let there be a supply of supernatural comfort into their hearts in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you heal them. We ask that you help them to see more clearly. Help them that every kind of evil that has been done to them, that is holding them back and crippling them, that their hearts are, that it is dispelled over their hearts in the name of Jesus and that our hearts are washed clean by your blood in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, because we know that whenever we pray according to your will, you hear us. And because you hear us, you know, we know you will do what, you are, what we have said. To you be all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, so we don't have much time. So let's just um, get right into the questions. Um, first of all, I'm sure we'll not take all the questions, so if you have any other questions, you can always reach out to us. Send us an email, send us a DM on social media. I'll be able to answer them. So the few ones that we can get here, we'll just answer them quickly. Joanna is asking that, um, what is the place of God's... Uh, is it, is it not anonymous? 
Uh, okay, it has already come out. Don't worry. Um, so she's asking, what's the place of leading or God's will when you are trying to get into a relationship? You know, you should date a Christian, but do, but does God lead you to specific people? Yes, God God can lead you to specific people. So this is the thing. There is no one person for you. There is one type of person for you. There are two different things. There is no one person for you, but there is one particular type of person for you. And in that particular type, there will be a lot of people at the time. But like, like I always tell you guys about our coordinates in space-time, we are not all born at the same place. We are not all born at the same time. So at every point in time, God is leading us specifically into his individual plans for us, wherever he finds yourself. So at a particular point in time, there will be a type of person around you that God will consider the best person for you at that time. God can lead you to those people. Now, how God will lead you to those people, I cannot tell you because I'll be lying to say if I can tell you. But I can tell you how to respond to God's leading, how to make sure that you are listening for God's leading, but how it will sound, how it will feel. I can't, can't, we can't really tell you that. That one is, is purely a matter of your practice and how much you give yourself to that. But yes, God can, God can lead you. Because, you know, we're, we're very interested. That's where the supernatural comes in. The supernatural comes in in all these kinds of issues where it says because... You are trying to build your values to be certain way and you are being worked on at that time you are being worked on your mind is looking for certain kinds of things for a man and then the holy spirit will open your eyes and say this is the kind of person that you should marry not that person that you are thinking of and the holy spirit will lead you there because you know that's the kind of person sometimes you might be wrong sometimes the person might be seems like they're demonstrating certain values now this is not to depreciate the place of deliberately having values and all those kinds of things but sometimes we may have blind spots we may have blind spots. And so the Holy Spirit can help us, you know, supply the Spirit to help us that those blind spots don't cripple us, you know, that kind of thing. So I believe very strongly that the place where I was at the time, when my wife, uh, when I met my wife was because my mind was finally open to the Holy Spirit. My mind was open and I was no more walking by the flesh. I wasn't trying to choose by the flesh. It was purely by this. And so how I was feeling sexually was irrelevant. How I was, it was completely relevant. I just knew on my inside that this was what I was meant to do. So God can actually do that for you. So I believe it was. Now, because of the way God leads me, right? I might tell the story like as if um, my consciousness was fully involved. But that is not to diminish the place of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because there's, a, there's, there's this thing. Okay, from my own experience, I found that the longer you stay with God, the more your own consciousness and God's kind of begin to align so that you are making decisions and it's actually God's decisions. And when you have to come out, you just know that your mind is not going that direction, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I believe very strongly that the Holy Spirit was involved in our meeting. So yes, the Holy Spirit can lead you. But the Holy Spirit um, will lead you based on the state of your heart and it's going to work with the way your heart is. So if your values are completely warped, when the Holy Spirit is even talking, you will not hear. You know, so that's mm. why you must be deliberate about making sure your values are in the right place. And then the Holy Spirit can lead you to the right place. And then it's actually possible that you can have three type of people. Three people that are of the, the same type, type that you can actually marry in, in, at the same time. And the Holy can make you pick one, help you pick one. Yeah. That's the truth. That's it. You can actually be around three people and the three of them would actually make good partners. Like one thing I always say, for example, that any, a, a good man, my wife would be a great wife to any good man. My husband would be a great husband to any good man. <laughs> Do you understand? So yeah, that's, yeah. that's just it. That's just it. Okay, so we have two questions. Um, how do you how how does one know when they have hit um, good enough threshold for not clear for dating? So let me take assumptions on the person's behalf. How do you know when you've hit a good enough threshold for you to for start a good, dating for a good person? 
Mm, so the thing, values don't have threshold. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not quantitative. Okay. So good values are good values. So you know we can't say everything in one teaching, right? You guys know we can't say everything in one teaching. We're yeah. just teaching a central thing, of not using material things to judge people. So you judge by the things that are good, and the things that are good are good values. So what does this person believe about marriage? What are the person's values concerning commitment? What are the person's values concerning God? What are the person's values concerning children? Mm. What are the person's values concerning money and handling money? What are the person's values concerning sex? Do you understand? And that's why the, way, the good way to tie it off is to say that a good Christian will make a good husband and a good Christian will make a good wife. Do you understand? So that's the way you, you have to understand. Once you know, that's why she, like she so beautifully said, once you understand yourself very well, you understand. You know what good values are based on what has been taught in your local church, and you are self-aware. You know where your own values are. You know the gap that is in between. Mm -hmm. Then, by God's word and by prayer, you are striving towards to fill that gap. In the same way, too, you can look at a person and from what the person says and does. Okay, now this is something that is good to say. That's good to exhort. When you are watching somebody that you can marry, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Mm -hmm. That's why there's a lot of wisdom in having good time for courtship yeah. before getting married. Don't follow what they say. Follow what they do. Watch them. People's behaviors don't differ from their hearts. It always shows. A guy that does not have self-control, it will show. Mm. No matter how much he talks about self-control, he will manifest lack of self-control. A woman that is materialistic and because she's in church, say... Um, I don't care about money and everything, but when you guys are going out, what she really thinks will show. Yeah. So watch what they do. So what they say. So by the time you do that, you watch them for a good amount of time, you will know what they truly believe about God. You will know what they believe about money. You will see what they believe about marriage and all that. So, you know, and then you'll be able to make your choices based on that. Okay. At what point can a friendship transit into a relationship? So there are two questions. At what point can a friendship transit into a once the values once the values are good, hmm? once the values are good, um, once the values are good, and you guys know that you can get married, and then you start you become sexually attracted to each other, you guys should start dating. Yeah. And you should start you shouldn't start dating until you're sexually attracted to each other. Now I always tell you guys, my wife wasn't flashy by the standards of women at the time. Right? And the time when I knew, when I said I was going to marry her was not when I asked her out. Beauty is fleeting. Yeah. Mm. So there was a time before that. But by the time I asked her out, oh my God, at that time, my brain, all my fuse wanted to blow. I know. We had to be putting ourselves to our pastor. Normal level. I should not say everything I said anyway. So. But yeah, to add to that question, at what point can a friendship transit into a relationship? You will know, right? Um, you know you are ready. I don't, I don't like the illustration of um, two halves making one. No. It's two holes. Make one. Make one. <laughs> Please don't be half. Right? Um, you will know when you are ready and you know the person is ready. Mm. Um, and again, I want to beg you people. You know you are mature people. You are mature people. Don't behave like teenagers. Where you see somebody, ah, five girl, blah, 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 and you're, you, hmm, be coming down. Do you understand? Everything. I know you've been waiting for love. But you know, if you calm down, you've looked at it, you've evaluated it, and and even prayed. And make sure that's why you need to do the work now. Because I've told you, this thing will deceive you. By the time the love is shaking your eye like this, you'll be able to see clearly. But you know, you can calm down and think about it. You've prayed about it. Um, 
you know you, you are ready. You know the other person is ready. And why not? If not, why not? Can then I say something, please? Yes, please. Now, there are some relationship 501. You know there's relationship 101, there's 102, 103. There's relationship 501. And that's why you guys should listen to what I'm about to say now. At the end of the day, hmm, marriage is still basically at the core about your values. And you understand that your heart can actually mold every other thing. There's relationship 501 level. Whereby you have a value system where sexual attraction attraction is really low mm. and commitment is at the top. That level can work. But that level is for those that truly have that value system, not those that want to pretend that they have that value system. Q2 relationship teaching, the, the topic will be how to want what is good for you. Mm. Because it's one thing to know what is good for you. It's another thing for you to actually you want, want it. it. She mentioned it, but yeah. I don't know if you guys really got it. It's, another th it's one thing for you to know that this thing is good for me. It's another thing for you to actually want it. Now, a lot of people that hear good teachings are in that place. Where they know what is good, they recognize that the whole person that this thing actually makes sense. This is what I should want. But your mind is not yet still there. You are still tripping for what is not good for you. Yeah. Right? That's why I would advise you. That's why no matter what I tell you, don't marry my material spec or let your spec be God's word and all that. There are some guys that they will hear that, but the girls they will still trip for are certain kinds of girls. So for those kind of people, in unlessness as a pastor, I would advise you that you should not start dating the lady just because she has good values and your head knows that she's a good partner. Mm. You should wait until you're attracted to her. Yeah. Do you understand? That's what I would advise most people because they are still babes and all that. However, there's relationship 501. That level that some people enter when they've not gotten married at 3540. You know that kind of level. That's the kind of level that humanity has been for the past 11,000 years that just changed in the last 50 years. Where you marry someone because they're a good choice. Forget all those other who are feeling clinical. When we get to the marriage, God will help us. We'll find a way to attract ourselves. Those kind of marriages actually work well too. Yeah. But it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. We don't have, we don't have macho. I know you're macho single yet. And listen to me. Mm -hmm. When you get married as a Christian, you should be willing to get to that level. Yeah. You, be you are going to get to that level at a point where sexual attraction is completely irrelevant. That is companionship that is now the most important thing. So. And the funny thing about it is that what people need to see that's why this they thing, shock you. <laughs> that's why this thing called chemistry that that's another old wife fable that people of the world are using to just you know disturb people chemistry and sexual compatibility sexual prowess can be taught let me just i'll stop there and let's move on before we enter <laughs> somewhere else um i think you've answered this question before as the guy what do you look out for in the lady to see if you can shoot your shots You've, um, you've, you've spoken to that already. No, I think it's a different question he's asking. The question is, did the stream break? Did the stream break, yeah. So I hope people are back on that one. Let me go back to the... But yes, did you get the question? Ah, the person might not get it. I want to believe they're in the new stream. We need to solve this internet problem. So... Um, how, what do you look out for before you can shoot your shot? So how do you know? Um, most times... When people, when a lady is going to be receptive, is he asking that question with the, with the mind of, so as not to get a rejection? It's not clear. Is it how do you know when to ask so that you don't get rejected? Or how do you know if the person is good for you? That kind of question. If it is, let me answer to the both since there's no time. If the question is, how do you know when a particular lady is going to be receptive and then it's safe for you? to ask out, it's actually easy to know. It's no, you will know 
first of all, as long as the person is not a stranger to you, if the person has been, if the person, you and the person have been friends and everything, what will most likely happen is that she will demonstrate her openness to you asking out consistently over a period of time. She will demonstrate it in a way that does not pertain to any other guy. For example, now, my own wife now, it's very, very funny. But when I asked her out, I didn't ask her to be my girlfriend. I asked her to marry me. That's kind of, that's where they taught us. And that's where we should be too. We're not planning. And we're just in front level. So what I asked her is, will you marry me? And I went to go and buy ring. Went to buy ring. And she said, yes, God. Mm. Somebody that could not feed himself. <laughs> so I asked her to buy, do you know why? Before that time, you know, she was writing some poems where in the poem you will hear some nice things about some, you know, from the poems that could tell that, basically. I'm hard girl, don't even know my from the I don't used to write poem, I don't know. excuse me. See now. Basically, from the poem I could tell that, ah, the Lord has done the work. And the ministry will oh, go Oh God, forward. those poems were so corny. They're so cheesy, yeah. May it never see the light of day. Nobody <laughs> will ever see that poem in Jesus' name. So, you will know. If you are spending time with the person, you will know. So, I will actually advise you, don't just shoot shots to a stranger. Right? You should have yeah. a friendship with the person already. The person should be your friend. I mean, someone you want to marry. Now, that's question, what I'm answering is not how to, if you want to date somebody. If you want to date, you want to see how, how it's going to go. How... Let's see how things turn around. You can do whatever you like. You can see someone on the road. That's your business. Now, I'm talking to serious Christians here. So if it's someone you want to marry, obviously, you will not ask a stranger to marry you, isn't mm -hmm. it? That means the person must have been a friend. You must have a bond. You must have a relationship. That means that, in fact, there's a way people ask yourself out self that it will be like as if you've asked yourself out, but you don't even know that you've asked yourself out. Because you should have a friendship with the person already. Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So you will know. Because you are friends, you will know when it's time. Okay. So this question, we have people that want to do, they want to go in the line of mar, mar, marriage counselors. Okay. How do we advise young people like in their twenties? Okay. Who are he, who are hell bent on being in a relationship, especially when you know it won't work, but they but they don't know. Ah uh, no, you leave them. You don't used to advise people in love. No, you don't advise people in love. My pastor taught me. My spiritual father taught me that, and. Um, my spiritual father taught me that, and I, um, I have, it has, I've noticed the same thing too, right? When people are falling in love, and their minds are already in that particular place and everything, um, you cannot really advise them and tell them what to do, because what, what, whatever you tell them, they will not listen. What you can do is that you can give them the principles, teach them the principles of what a good relationship is from God's word, teach them God's word, and hope that God's word will influence them, and they'll be able to come out of it, you know, so to speak. However, there are some levels and depth of relationship. There are some depth of relationship that you can actually get to that it is possible. There are some depth of relationship that you can get to. When you're talking about a real spiritual son, not just the guy that is hanging around, or a real spiritual daughter. You understand? You know, that kind of thing. So, and it's always good that everybody has that kind of relationship. For example, now, my spiritual father is always a spiritual father. It's Pastor Oshmaki. He's someone that was in relationship with us from the beginning, right? He was mean, our sponsor. He was our sponsor. Is that time? He used to give us money to go out. <laughs> Let you, me tell you about it. You will say, you will call Samuel. You will come and say, how far? When last did you take it, Jamal? When last did you take it, Jamal? Ah, I say, Pastor, there's no more. I say, come. You're now giving <laughs> seven, five. <laughs> Thank God. You mean, when I was in final year, I didn't have money. You, you buy food for me. You say, you look good, so that you're not looking at You know, that kind of thing. So, <laughs> when you have a relationship with someone like that, and the person tells you, um, 
this relationship you are in is not good. Well, you, you will break it. You will break it first. You will first break it. You go and cry. You go and cry. And see your third person about that. If you now have good reasons, you now go back and say, but sir, I have some reasons. Mm. This is why. But you cannot have that kind of relationship with someone you don't trust. Someone that is not mm. a good person. If not, they will abuse it. Mm. You understand? So, but if you don't have that kind of relationship with somebody, don't bother. Just, just leave them. Or rather, advise them to read their Bible. And pray, pray, every day. <laughs> pray every day. Teach but them the principles serious, of God's word and just so let, that even if they enter into that problem, God will be there for them. I'm serious. I know it sounds like a joke, but they, you cannot comfort them better than the Holy Spirit will comfort them. So if you see someone like that, at least be advising them. Ah, be going to church, too. because so that you know that when the person falls in front, there's cushion. For the person to follow. And follow them up yeah. in love. Yeah, follow them up. Follow them up, them up yeah. in love. That, okay, Alpha, what are you doing now? But have you made a decision and all that and all that? Then there's one more thing that comes to my heart I want to say. Now, ladies, listen. I said you should buy the dip. Hmm? Buy a guy, invest in a guy that is good, that has good values, and not buy material things, because material things always work themselves out. But you need to be sure that the person is not a complacent and unserious person. Mm -hmm. Because they can look alike. Yeah. And just like she said, a guy can weaponize it that he's not a serious person, does not have ambition. Let me use the word ambition. Someone that does not have an understanding of the will of God for their lives and don't plan to walk in it. And then they'll be telling you, buy the deep. I might not look like it now, but I will look like it someday. Lakuti. Listen to me. This is how you know. And this is a foolproof secret from God's word. You don't judge people. Listen, listen. Listen, this is a foolproof from God's word. The life of a man is not in the abundance of the things that he owns, right? However, Jesus teaches us something in another way. You can see the life of a man based on what they have done with what they were given. Mm. So, how much a man has now is not the determinant of his value or of his worth as a person. What you do is check what they have done with what, what they, they were given. Yeah. Do you understand that? Check what they have done with what they were given. So, yes, at the time, I was one, I was one broke boy that is living in from a wood that is was living on his roommates i was just living by the grace of with god big mouth. with big mouth and confidence and everything and but big dreams i was a big dreams but i was not a laggard yeah. she could look at my life and see things that i've done and those were the things i was always trying to impress her with things that i believe in things that i've done things i've executed books i've written and oh because people don't know i've written plenty books i've not published anyone ah that's true yeah you <laughs> what know do you mean? sorry this guy was sending his book to publishers in uk no that they should come and I have money now. I'll, I'll publish it now myself. <laughs> so oh. you will look at what you, so that what you do. The guy will be saying, eh, buy the deep, believe in me. You say no problem. Don't talk too much. Just be looking at his body. What has he done? Someone that is sitting at home is not he doesn't have work, fine. It's not a sin not to have work. It's possible. Because if he gets married and loses his job, what will you do? Mm -hmm. What you do then is what you do now. But you'll be looking at him. Someone that is saying he doesn't have job, but he's not applying. He's not seen that anyway, and he's always calling spirits to ask for money. Kinniko, Kinniko, you know that this one is not serious. Do you understand? It's somebody that doesn't have much now, but is going somewhere. You will always see it in their body. That's why we tell you guys that purpose is about doing. And how a person does with every platform they have at every point in time, you can tell. You can tell. So the life of a man is not in the abundance of the things that he owns now, but what a man will do can be seen based on what he has done with what he was given. So that's why I say, he that is faithful in little is, go and check, is not will be, hmm. is also faithful in much. He doesn't look like it, he doesn't have money, but is he faithful in that little? If he is, leave him, give him time. 
He doesn't have a television, but he will buy you a television. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Relationship teaching is always taking long. It's always Please. taking long. Please, we have, we have, we have, we have to have short, service. Yeah. short our time. Are there any other questions there? Mm -hmm. So if, if people have any other questions, just send us a DM on social media. We'll reach out to you. Um, I will answer your question. I hope you guys have been blessed. Yeah, I think we should just run. Let's just wrap it. Um, let's check mine. Okay. Yeah. So, guys, thank you very much. God bless you. I'll see you on Wednesday. All right. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. For more updates on our programs and audio messages, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at This Excellent Church. God bless you. Thank you.